This is the stinking truth. A matchup that we've all been looking forward to all season long, that NFC rematch. Presumably, San Francisco will have a regular quarterback for the entire mm-hmm. game for this one. But San Francisco and Philadelphia, and I know I give you a lot of grief about your admiration for San Francisco. Right. But I can't help but notice this game being played in Philadelphia, and yet the wise guys, the odds makers, yeah. have San Francisco a three-point favorite. I, I guess that tells you something. Yeah, you know, I was I was doing something with a buddy of mine the other day, and they said, uh, well, just yesterday, and they were like uh, in a different, you know, different city or whatever, I was doing a radio show, and they were asking me about that game, and I was like, hey, something just, you know, something to me, and I've said this, something to me feels like people aren't quite sure. Yeah, they beat Buffalo. Yeah, they've had big games. Yeah, that Philadelphia, but something's not quite there. And he goes, well, what do you think the spread is? And, you know, I know you get kind of it, kind of the spread stuff goes. You get three points for being a home team, essentially, right? That's kind of how it works. And I said, well, I'm going to say that the wise guys like San Fran. So I'm going to say Philly plus two and a half was my prediction for the spread. And he goes, no, it's San Francisco minus, minus three. three. Yeah, You thought minus two and a half. Or no, did you think no, Philadelphia would th- be favored? I thought Philadelphia would oh, be okay. favored by two, two and, and a half, half. meaning – they they take away the. Geez, you just don't know lines, do you? No, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't know lines. Which which really goes to show you the fact that I am kicking your ass in the picks by a half a game. Relax. That's still key, Mister. I know the spread. Well, so I know, no, I thought I, thought, I know plus okay. and minus. So so <laughs> Philadelphia. Don't pay no attention to that. <laughs> Philadelphia, I thought would be plus two and a half, favorite by yeah. two and a half, even though you're supposed to get right. three points. So essentially meaning the wise guys like San Fran, but the San Fran's minus three. They're giving three, they're giving up three points going to Philly and playing in Philly. I mean, that's that just goes to show you that essentially the wise guys think that the the San Francisco 49ers are six points better than. Right, mm-hmm. that's basically what it says. We yeah. think we're we think they're about a touchdown better, which is I think pretty incredible considering Philly's playing at home. Which goes to show you when I was talking to you on Monday, and you got all you know discombobulated because I I said people just don't still tr- don't trust Philly, you know, and you wanted to make it about me against Philly fans and all that stuff because you love that controversy. And when I get on, you know. X and start going at it with fans, you like that. Well, it's not so much that as much as it's your unadulterated love of the Shanahans. So? <laughs> I get it. Mike okay. Shanahan, I, I I I admire you for your mm-hmm. loyalty to to Mike Shanahan. I know he's so, meant a lot to your career. But okay. um what 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 do you think then? Because these te- these two teams seem to be very even, and there mm-hmm. are probably plenty of people who feel that Philadelphia is the better team. What what would you say is the difference that makes San Francisco better than Philly if you had to boil it down? Yeah, I I think that I, I think it's I think it's an incredibly interesting question because like you know I have an affinity for what Philly does, right? You know they can control the line of scrimmage, you know that they can they can run the ball a myriad of different ways. They can get you with the pin and pull game. They can get you with the power game. They can get you with the you know the gap game. They can get you with a zone game. Like like they they could do anything. They're that good. Um, I think there's part of me that just feels like one. As much as I like Jalen Hurts and I like him a lot, 
I feel like he's been hampered by that knee. And he's not quite the same guy, you know. And, and I do feel like they have transitioned offensively out of a lot of quarterback run. And I don't I would be really interested, you know, there's a difference between scrambling when things break down and design QB run. And if and I don't know the numbers on these because you know no, I don't pay a lot of attention to numbers. I just pay attention to my eyes. And I would tell you that there have been a lot less designed runs this year as compared to last year. And part of that is the evolution of the offense. We want to win more and more games out of the pocket. And so there certainly seems to be a little bit of a difference there. And then I think, you know, ultimately, if you're talking about San Francisco, it's their ability to create wide open opportunities in space through shifts, through motions, through using players in different capacities. I think one of the things that's really hurt Philadelphia here down recently, and now they've won, don't get me wrong, they've won. They're only scoring, what, 22 points a game or something like that. San Francisco's, uh, you know, scoring on an average of uh, uh, 28, 28 No, they're both around 28. You're looking at that wrong. Huh? You're looking at that wrong. Oh, am I? Yeah, look at look at it's Philadelphia, San Francisco's offense versus Philly's defense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you looked at that wrong. That's okay. I might not be that bright. No. Can I get there is one one other difference wah, that wah, wah. Well, yeah. There is okay. one other difference okay. that maybe explains the difference between these two teams. Turnover differential. Always a huge I know you're not sure. a stat guy, but if there is one stat There's that, one stat that, that holds the test of time, yeah. it's turnover differential. San Francisco's a plus 11, Philly's a minus 2. Mm. Yeah, um, I got sidetracked because I have the wrong information in front of me. I blame you for that. Um, no, 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 no. So I, I would just say that I, I think I think San Fran does a great job. Although San Fran's scoring defense is is about a, almost a touchdown better, right? Correct. Almost a touchdown better. There you go. Back on track. <laughs> Things feel good. Things feel good. I'm not much. Of, let me just. Let me just. I'm not going to apologize for not being much of a numbers guy. Most of the time, numbers lie. They don't. They rarely ever give you a true picture, folks. If you ever eyeballs give if, you the picture, if you ever eyeballs, if you ever come across Mark in an airport or out in public, just go, "Hey, Mark, what do you think of analytics?" No, just ask me about air yards per target. Yeah, <laughs> intended air yards. Oh, intended, intended air, air yards per target. Even better. All talk, right, so San Francisco. You, <laughs> All right. So you like San Francisco? I do like San okay. Francisco. Uh, for, for some of those reasons that you just mentioned. Uh, big news, just as we got ready to uh, talk about this, record this podcast, Aaron Rodgers' 21-day practice window has opened with the idea that he can be basically activated at any time right. within that window to come back and play. So it looks like this is going to happen. Why? If you're, Why would you if you're Aaron Rodgers? Seriously, why would you come back? Do you think there's a, a do you think there's a legitimate opportunity for you to go and and play a playoff game? No. Right? I mean you you've played your way out of that, correct? Correct. So what do you think is what what do you think that why would you even risk? Um you want my theory? Yeah. I do. To do something that nobody's really ever done before and come back this quickly from an Achilles injury that happened about, what, 80 days ago. And to do something at his age 
medically that nobody's ever done before. Man. I think that would be a source of great pride for him. All right. And also maybe give us give him a little bit of extra boost motivation going into the uh into the offseason. And one other theory I'll give you. Okay. And this was suggested by in a story in the Athletic that um this whole coaching staff owes Aaron Rodgers a huge debt of gratitude because otherwise Robert Sala, coaching staff, Nathaniel Hackett would be blown out, but Aaron Rodgers represents a lifeline for these guys because he wants them there. Yeah. And him coming back to play for these guys might help their case even more. Those are just my theories. Feel free to pick them apart if you'd like. No, I just What do you think? No, I mean, I, I think it made sense to me if you still had a shot at, at making a playoff run. But, I mean, Zach Wilson pretty much ended those dreams for you, as did, you know, what's the kid's name, Boyle? Tim Boyle. Have you seen his stats, by the way, like a, not out good. of college? Not good. He's going to be a fine – he's going to be a, a fine coach one day. That's right. Like, how do you have that many interceptions versus touchdowns and, and that how, – how your statistics are that bad, and yet you get opportunity in professional football? He must be great on a grease board. Like, he must just be able to answer every – But back to Rodgers, why? I yeah. mean, why come back? Because everything – you're right. He's not coming back to play for anything no. from a team standpoint. So what's the motivation? Yeah. I think you're – I think what the, the theory you put out there, I'm going to do something that nobody's done. I'm going to do something people said I couldn't do. I'm going to show people how passionate I am about the game. I'm Like, there is – that's what it feels like. I, man, I tell you what. I mean, the, the risk of injury – I know one thing about being injured a lot, and I've been injured a lot, that your body is such a compensation machine. And you will, you will put stress or duress on another aspect of your body you don't even know you're doing because your body just automatically compensates for that injury that you're favoring. And that would be my big fear is – you're so you're so subconsciously aware, if you will, if that makes sense, of that injury that your body is intentionally protecting it and you don't even realize that you're protecting it. And then all of a sudden it's the other Achilles. It's the opposite knee. It's the opposite hip. It's something that breaks down because of your body's natural protection mechanism. I sounded like a freaking doctor right there, didn't I? I would think with all the surgeries you've gone through, you would actually be able to achieve a minor yes. in medicine. I'm like, I was like right there. I just like that was Dookie Hauser esque. I have no idea what I'm talking about, but I'm maybe just instead telling of, you. maybe instead of on your yeah. ill fated soap opera career, instead of being a detective, if you had been a ill fated is a little. How many episodes did you appear? Well, 15, 20. All right, it's not bad. But you did kill Guiding Light, a soap that had only been on for like eight years. 72 years yeah. it was on. And you killed it. Two years. Rock Cooper. They canceled it. Look it up. <laughs> they're, they're like, I'm sure you can find it somewhere out there in the darkest, deepest recesses of YouTube. Dark web, probably. Mm, dark web. <laughs> that, was, that was the Guiding Light after dark. <laughs>